It's just after 6 o'clock in the big city. It's time for America's favorite Las Vegas sports show, Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah, what up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rappaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada-style pub. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance. So get ready, because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Now. Ah, KT on a throwback Thursday, a college football Thursday with Brad Powers joining me in about 20 minutes from now. We'll go over all the college football games for the weekend. We'll delve into a little of the NFL stuff. We've got Thursday night NFL game going right now with Buffalo on top of Tampa Bay, 10 nothing. Keep you updated on that game. A couple games in college football, lots of college, uh, I'm sorry, lots of uh, NHL hockey and two games on the hardwood as far as NBA one game going right now. Milwaukee leading Philly, 68-62. And uh, going to get into a lot of good things tonight, but college football center stage. Anytime you get the college football guru, Brad Powers, you got to take advantage of it. And, of course, Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays right here, PSBR Law Studios in Las Vegas. PSBR Law, the best in personal injury for a long time in Southern Cal. You're number four here in the Vegas Valley. Strength by your side, the relentless pursuit of justice. Over $4.5 billion in the last five years for their clients in verdicts and settlements, 702 area code, you know that for Vegas, 830-9353, jot it down for the best in personal injury in case you need them in the future, 830-9353, It is Ken Thompson, producer Mark Hoke, of course, running the show, running the controls, Mark Hoke show Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. right here, 101.5 FM, Dawn, and streaming live on that Odyssey app. Again, free app worldwide, A-U-D-A-C-Y, haven't downloaded it. Get with it, download it now, and uh, KT's fired up baby because uh it's a friday football fiasco tomorrow and i'm going to be taking off uh early in the morning for cali as uh my brother-in-law zach wild the second of four getting married and uh, my nephew jesse going to tie the knot tomorrow night uh over there somewhere in the desert area palm springs area somewhere i don't know i've got the uh got the address of the the hotel and it's a two-day event so it should be uh should be pretty good should hit a new low there and uh you know anytime you get the family from jersey hanging out on a uh, wedding weekend could be a lot of fun kt of course uh he'll be having that phone all charged up making sure he's staying up on top of all that college football but tomorrow i'll be taking off and i'll be missing out on a local nevada day tomorrow is nevada day now it's really october 31st but tomorrow they will observe it as a holiday so an off day for a lot of uh, venues over there in the vegas valley and uh Pretty fortunate to live in Las Vegas. You're number 24 for KT and uh, really enjoy Las Vegas. Always something to do. Love the weather. Look, I can handle the 103, the 110, even 114 for a few months out of the year. You know what? You deal with it. It's better than, uh, you know, being back in Jersey and chipping the old, you know, ice off the windshield. I remember the old man, like, you know, the one time he'd let you use the car. Well, he wouldn't really let you use the car. Here, son, go start the car for me great go out there snow everything you know ice on the windshield oh gee thanks dad you know and you're out there and just uh sitting in there the leather seats are frozen right and you're just sitting there trying to warm the car so his uh ass can get in there and it's nice and warm by the time he gets in there and gets ready to go to work but you know what i'll take the heat for the three and a half four months here in the vegas valley and uh i'll 
enjoy the other seven and a half, eight months of great weather that we have throughout the year. But let's get rolling on a throwback Thursday. And again, Brad Powers will join me. We'll go over all the college football, but we're going to get rolling just like this. Now, the starting five, number one. All right, we are all set, baby. World Series game one tomorrow night. And who'd have thunk it? The Arizona Diamondbacks with Zach Gallen on the hill, taking on the Texas Rangers in Arlington. Nathan Ivaldi going for the Rangers. You know, Yavaldi's been really sharp so far in the postseason. 2.79 ERA, 20 strikeouts, only giving up two home runs, a whip, which is walks and hits per innings pitched, under one. Anytime you get somebody that has that stat where it's under one, it's fantastic. His is .98. Meanwhile, Gallon, Zach Gallon, had a great regular season, 19-11, 3.64 ERA, and his whip during the regular season was 1.15, which is outstanding for the entire year. But in the postseason, he has struggled mightily. One and two, his ERA over six. He's got nine strikeouts, but he's given up six home runs, and his whip in the postseason is 1.53. So Gallon's been getting hit, and that's why they went with Merrill Kelly in that last game to uh, get past the Philadelphia Phillies, and Kelly came through with flying colors, won five innings, and then the bullpen has absolutely been lights out for Arizona. So it should be a fun series. We'll see what happens. Can't say, you know, that there's a major favorite, although Texas, you got to lay some money. I believe it's uh, minus 180 on Texas and a take back plus 155 on Arizona for the series. Best of seven, 2-3-2 format. And uh, should be a lot of fun, but looking forward to that. So on Nevada Day, where you have a nice day off and you're able to kind of kick it, you know, you'll be able to uh, enjoy some World Series action tomorrow, Friday night, the opener. Number two. I'm going to stay with that Nevada Day theme. Why? Because the Vegas Golden Knights are playing tomorrow, and it's an early start. It's a 3 o'clock Pacific time start right there at T-Mobile, and they will put that seven-game winning streak on the line They'll take on the Chicago Blackhawks at home. They already beat the Hawks in the Windy City, but uh, going to try and make it eight in a row. And remember, I was hoping that Colorado, the Avalanche, would continue to win on the road because they've won 15 straight. And if they could win two more on the road, they'd have that 17-game road winning streak and come out to Vegas to the Fortress. But right now, Colorado's taking it on the chin at Pittsburgh, 3 nothing in the third period. So unless they get busy in a hurry, that winning streak will come to the uh, come to an end tonight. But it should be a festive environment over there. A lot of folks looking forward to Vegas Golden Night action on Nevada Day. It's always a lot of fun. The Knights are always home, and they always have a ruckus crowd. Because, you know why? You're not working, baby. It's a holiday in Nevada. It is a day, out, day off, and uh, all of Las Vegas will be partying tomorrow throughout the state. It is the Silver State. Hoping to make it the Silver and Black State if we can get the Raiders up to speed with the rest of the teams. Number three. All right, speaking of the Raiders, it just came out that Jimmy Garoppolo is trending towards starting now on Monday Night Football. Out of seven games, and the Raiders sitting at three and four, Garoppolo's missed two and a half of those first seven games. Sat out uh, week four against the Chargers with the concussion, and of course was out last week as well, but he'll come back and go against the Detroit Lions. Now, is that a good thing? I don't know. I would still like to see Aiden O'Connell. He didn't start last week. He did have that start in week four against the Chargers. Remember, we talked about it where he got sacked seven times, six by Khalil Mack. But somehow, some way, the Raiders came back and had an opportunity to win that football game. So let's see what we have with the rookie. You know, I mean, even if Garoppolo's healthy right now, I don't know, maybe... I don't know. Maybe you wait a little bit, but I know they went out there. Jimmy G knows the system, but he has not really been impressive. I have not been impressed 
And I, again, I know he had a good career in San Francisco, but he's injury prone. And how long before the next injury? We'll wait and see. It's going to be a tough go of it Monday night. And you know what? As much as I want the Silver and Black to win on Monday, I'll be shocked if they beat Detroit. reason I say that is because the Lions are a pretty good team, and they're coming off getting lambasted in Baltimore. So practice has not been easy, and those guys will be focused at home. They'll have that home crowd. I know there'll be a lot of Raider Silver and Black faithful over there in the Motor City, but it's going to be a tough one. But Jimmy G trending towards starting on Monday Night Football. Number four. All right, let me get back to baseball. Uh, one of the classiest guys and uh, good friends of T.C. Martin. Of course, T.C. comes on the show all the time. He is the voice of the Las Vegas Aces, and T.C.'s been involved in broadcasting, sports broadcasting, for you know three decades. But a good friend of his, Dusty Baker, the manager of those Houston Astros, announced his retirement after 26 seasons as a manager throughout Major League Baseball. Dusty's going to hang it up for now says he's not closing the door completely you never know what can happen down the line he is a lifer there's no question and he does a great job with that toothpick you know he's uh, there there's several guys that you remember uh you know with just little things that they do throughout their careers in baseball and dusty baker always with that toothpick i remember ul washington remember the shortstop there for the kansas city royals he always had that toothpick in there as well and uh, you just remember some of those the different things that guys did. Richie Hebner, remember for you old school folks, reaching to the back of his shirt and always kind of pulling it up. And, and uh, you know, you'd get some of those guys with, like Joe Morgan, just the way that he did that chicken wing. And Bobby Tolan for the old Cincinnati Reds, holding that bat way up high. And just a lot of guys that uh, had their own little deal. But uh, we will see how things pan out. But right now, going to keep things rolling and uh, hopefully... Dusty Baker will uh, enjoy some retirement, some time off, but he is a class act as a player and as a manager, and I'm happy for him. I was not happy for the Houston Astros to win the series because of the cheating they were involved in, but I was happy for Dusty Baker. He is a class act and a lifer in Major League Baseball. Number five. All right, I got to get a couple things in there from soccer. I don't always go to the soccer card, but there's uh, some gambling problems over there soccer over in italy and uh sandro tonali 23 year old national player that plays on newcastle midfielder he got popped as far as uh, betting and was betting on international soccer and some of the games i believe involving uh some of the italian series a league teams uh nicolo zanolo also from ashton villa also from the italian national team and then juventus midfielder nicolo fagioli also involved in betting so all three of those guys suspended the minimum seven months and the longest was i think uh, 14 months uh not good and uh you know you got to be careful i mean these guys were fortunate they did cooperate with officials had they not uh they could have been out of the game for at least three years so uh that's a downer there meanwhile how about this one Inter Milan coach Jose Mourinho, they love him, right? Because back in 2010, he won the Champions League, Series A, the Italian Cup. Well, Romolo Lukaku is coming back to play against Inter Milan. Oh, they're going to be ready for him because they feel that they've been deceived, that they got burned by somebody that they really loved. So when he comes back to play next week, they have given out 50,000 whistles 
every time Lukaku touches that ball, they're going to be blowing these whistles, kind of like the old Cowbells theme over there in Starkville with Mississippi State. Can't wait to just uh, at least watch some highlights of that, but should be a lot of fun. And uh, that's what's going on as far as your starting five. There's some other things going on as well, but we'll get with Brad Powers in a little bit because I want to get his take on what's going on with the sign-stealing uh, deal as it progresses forward with Michigan. Again, Michigan sitting number two in the country. And, you know, uh, former player and current Colorado coach, Deion Sanders coming out and saying, yeah, you still have to stop the plays. And, you know, so we'll get into that. Pat McAfee today, same thing, voicing his displeasure as far as, you know, hey, stuff happens in in football. Everybody's always trying to steal signs. So I want to get into it with Brad uh, at the top of next segment when we bring him on. But I will keep you abreast of everything going on. Now, we've got uh, some games going right now. College football has been going strong Tuesday. Wednesday and Thursday has been kind of a quiet night. Uh, tonight you have a couple decent games on paper, right? In Syracuse, they were a two-and-a-half-point underdog at Blacksburg taking on Virginia Tech. And Va Tech, the Hokies, playing the game of their season so far. I mean, they came out big time, all fired up. They lead right now at the half, 30-3 to over Syracuse. And again, only laying two-and-a-half, total 47-and-a-half. But Dino Babers and the Qs. My goodness, they're getting their lunch handed to them. And then the Battle of Georgia, Georgia State, Georgia Southern. And Georgia State has been playing really solid ball with quarterback Granger doing a nice job. But Georgia Southern, old Clay Helton, former USC coach, has Georgia Southern's Eagles ready tonight in Statesboro, 27-7 at halftime. Those two games on ESPN is the Syracuse-Virginia Tech game and Georgia State-Georgia Southern on ESPN2. Georgia Southern closing as a one-point favorite, total 62 and a half. Uh, you're trending right now, looking good if you have Georgia Southern and the over. We'll keep an eye on those games. Central Connecticut State up 23-17, FCS game over Long Island, third quarter, eight minutes, 27 seconds to go in that third quarter. And a good NC Central team blowing out South Carolina State at the half at home, 41-14. to Sixers and Bucks, Bucks lead it 78-70, 5-0-5 to go third quarter. Suns and Lakers coming up, Lakers home opener, Booker will not play. And uh, another one of the Suns will not play as well, uh, Beal. So Beal is out, and Booker with the foot injury, he uh, he got that on opening night. So he, they're just going to be cautious and kind of rest him there. So the Lakers should win this game. They're minus 6.5, total 226.5. I'll give you all the hockey scores later. I will update it is Pittsburgh 4 nothing, 7.45 to go third period over Colorado. So that means that 15-game road-winning streak for the Colorado Avalanche will come to an end. Sportex Radio 101.5 FM KDOM. We stream live on that Odyssey app. Keep you updated on everything rolling as we roll on through the show, but it is wall-to-wall college football. We'll get the NFL in as well with Brad Powers when we come back. Follow him at BradPower7 on X, formerly known as Twitter. Follow at KenThompson87 and also at SportsX Radio. And those last two handles, you miss any part of the show, the archives will be pinned to those handles about 45 minutes after the broadcast. But like I tell you, if you download the Odyssey app, it is a free app, and they have a rewind feature that you don't have to even wait for anything. You just go right there and you search SportsX Radio on that Odyssey app, and you can listen right back to that show or the Mark Hoke Show. Mark Hoke Show, Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., the best in professional wrestling as we always tell you, if you like professional wrestling, you will love the Mark Hoke Show. We are live from Vegas, PSBR Law Studios. It is Ken Thompson. You're listening to SportsX Radio. Brad Powers, the college football guru, coming up right after these words.
I'm John. Mark Hoke's been in the hits on a throwback Thursday, throwing it way back there, a little bitches back, and uh, always uh, kind of, you know, can you say that? Can you even say the title? And yeah, you get away with it. Are you kidding? Nowadays, you get away with a lot more. I mean, you watch the Pat McAfee show on ESPN, they're cussing left and right. So uh, things have changed in old TV and radio. We try to keep it somewhat clean, and Brad Powers is with me now, of course, and uh, he's uh, he's good to go. And everything's always good, nice and clean on SportsX Radio, as long as old hoaxer is vetting the music. Uh, you know, we're able to stay in good with management, and that's what it's all about. We'll uh, rock and roll through this Thursday, tomorrow, the Friday football fiasco. How about Chris Wynn is going to host a Friday football fiasco? I mean, that's a fiasco in itself. I can't wait to listen back to that one. But Megalox will be with him in hour number one. John Cole, BCCS Sports, who's been on fire, uh, will join him hour number two. And then Sisal will close up. He had a wedding last week with his uh, sister's uh, – one of his sisters got married up there in NoCal. So he went up for that. But he will be back, and he's 23 and 13. So a lot of talent as far as Friday football fiasco. And the hoaxer will join in as well. And he'll be, of course, producing and chiming in there with C. Win. But on Thursday nights, we're fortunate that we get the best in college football on the PSBR Law Hotline tonight. Mr. Brad Powers at Brad Power 7. Brad Power Sports is where you get his plays. And uh, this guy beats the line value 85% of the time minimum. And uh, one of the best in the business. Futures, uh, 337 bets right around there. Right, BP? Uh, as far as season win totals and, and Heisman and all that stuff? Yep. Uh, yeah, we were... Yeah, I think we were over that uh, a little bit, uh, closer to 400 this year. Uh, but you, you say the best in college football, not this season. Maybe maybe past season, not this year. It isn't. It's still – I don't want to say it's early, but there's still plenty of football and bowl seasons and all that good stuff. You know, sometimes things don't, you know, fall your way in some of these games. I mean – I will tell you that Illinois-Wisconsin game, and I didn't even tell my wife, you know, she's, of course, hails from just outside of Madison is where she grew up. And, you know, that was that was one of my favorite plays of the year was Illinois with Brett Bielema. And that game looked like, I mean, I, I was looking at all these other games because I'm like, all right, well, that one, I know I've got that one. There's no, I mean, I'm plus points. I'm at home. I'm up big. And to get outscored 18 nothing, and I think you still may have won because you had a great number, you may have won it by a half point where KT lost it by a half point. Yeah, I mean, the object is to get as many people to the window as possible, though. So, I, I mean, who cares what I bet uh, on, a, on an individual game? The object is to get clients and everybody to the window. Uh, didn't get there. So, uh, unfortunate that that happened. Uh, I thought the, the underrated play in that game was the targeting call on Newton, the outstanding defensive lineman. Uh, hits the quarterback. It's a fumble. It's going to be uh, obviously uh, the, the Illinois ball already up 14 in the red zone. Uh, it's called for targeting. Gets kicked out, and all of a sudden, wow! Wisconsin goes to the length of the field three straight times after they can't do anything most of the game. So uh, that was not great. Yeah, but yeah, I, I get that. But here's the thing: what you do is you coordinate with the clients that you have and you try to get everybody on the page as long as they're able to get down and it's it's a lot easier in this day and age to get down now of course the books wherever they're playing are following and when things are uh, orchestrated and you try to get it in there to where everybody can boom nail the same game different books same time and try and get there to make sure they get that line value sometimes they may miss out by that half point or that point and that could be the difference of winning and losing or pushing 
and, and losing. And, you know, things happen. But they know the intentions are there. And, Brad, look, you move lines. You do an outstanding job. People know you know what you're doing. And that's what it's all about to me. I'm not going to win every year. And I go back when you and I were both at pregame.com. And out of the seven years that I sold plays there, I had five seasons, uh, three of them really good. Uh, two okay, and then two seasons that I was, you know, overall under 500. So you know what is what it is. Sure, I want, I want to win every game. I want to. I mean, I'm competitive like that. I know you are too. And and you just can't when you look back and you, uh, you know, I, I look back and I go, gosh, man, you, I think about how upset I'd get sometimes at some of these games and the way that they'd lose. And like you said, you weren't really worried about your own money. Because you can handle it, right? You're you're laying out your bankroll, and of course, I got advice from guys like you and Chuck Gettle and Krakenberger and and Fez and those guys as far as bankroll, how to way you know lay it out so that you don't lose everything in the first three weeks, and uh, you know press it like there's no way I can lose nine in a row, right? And lo and behold, you can. So it's the world of betting, and sometimes things roll your way, and sometimes they don't. But at the end of the day, if you do your homework and and you're good at what you do, people are going to, you know, pay for your plays. And I've watched you and you put in the work. Nobody puts in more work than you and you're darn good at what you do. So you beat yourself up sometimes. Krakenberger's like that. I mean, literally, if he gives some guy that's betting $100 a game and that game loses, but he made forty, fifty thousand on the games, the other games that he played, he's upset because that poor guy lost 100 bucks. you know, and, and you're like that too. So you know what, BP? I'll just tell you, you're so well-respected in the market, and I've been working with you, you know, Friday football fiasco for five years, and now the, you know, this year we moved it to Thursday, but I'll just tell you, it's a pleasure working with you, and the knowledge you have is second to none. Appreciate that, KT. All right, good stuff. All right, real quick, wanted to get your cha- uh, your take on that uh, the deal going on with Michigan because here's here's the only thing when I hear and I like Pat McAfee a lot and I enjoyed him as a player and I, I enjoy him as a as a host of a show. I think he does an outstanding job. But when you start saying that and, and even Deion Sanders, where hey, you know, you can have somebody's playbook and it doesn't matter. You still got to stop the plays and. You know, it's, is it really an advantage? Look, I don't know how deep this is going. Now I see they, the FBI is involved in all this stuff. But you know what? At the end of the day, if you do know what's coming, if you have an idea, in other words, if I tell you and, and you're on defense and I'm going to Brad and, I, and I'm saying, hey, Brad, you're my middle linebacker and I'm letting you know this is going to the next play is going to be a sweep to the right. If you know for sure that it's going to be a run, sure, you're right. They, the blockers may get out there. They may throw a great block. The running back may make a great deke and, and gain seven yards on the play. But if I know you know, all these different plays that are coming at me, I've got a major advantage, and I don't think it's right. Now, if, if, the, if the plays are being stolen during the game and are able to be relayed, kind of like in baseball, when you get that guy to second base and he's looking in at the catcher and he's able to steal and then, you know, get it back to the batter, so maybe some advantage, I get it. That's cool. I'm okay with that. But when you get the banging of the trash can and you know it's a curveball in the Houston Astros or you got a wire there and you know darn well Altuve had one, he's holding his jersey as he's running around third after he hits the home run, we know that stuff went down. That is illegal, and that should be poo-pooed. And so for people that say, oh, well, it's still it's everybody's doing it. No, not everybody's doing it. And they got caught, 
And so if you get caught and they find out that it's really, you know, detailed and, and, and something so sophisticated that you have a major advantage, then I think there should be some type of penalty. What's your take on the whole situation with Michigan football? Oh, I probably don't know enough details to, to comment, you know, you know, with, with pounding on my fist on the table, you know, how wrong it is and whatnot. Uh, I mean, just me personally, I, I honestly don't think it's as big of a deal as, you know, it's now, you know, the sports story out there. I, I don't know. I, to me, I, I just think, you know, they're user wristbands. Uh, and if it's been known that they've been stealing signals, I get it. Anybody can get me one time. But everyone is saying, oh, it's been known uh, for the last couple of years that they steal signals. Why, if you know that they're stealing your signals, then why don't you use that against them? I, I just I don't get it. Uh, I, I guess this report today is TCU found out, and they did use Michigan's signals against them. And they, they used dummy signals, and they uh, really faked out Michigan. So I mean, maybe a big reason why TCU was able to put 50-plus on them. So uh, I don't know. It just seems like a lot of belly aching and crying. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously Michigan's lining up and whipping people. So I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's that big of a deal. And I don't like Michigan, you know, that being, you know, for me being a Notre Dame fan. Yeah. Well, when I think back to when the Rams played the Patriots in the Super Bowl, and people were saying that, uh, they knew that the Patriots had gotten information on the Rams walkthrough. They had somebody there. They, they knew something. Uh, and they were major underdogs in that game. They were big time, two touchdown underdogs in that game. And, you know, there's, you know, a game like that, that a lot of teams, they script that first 15, 20 plays, whatever it is, uh, because guys haven't been in that situation. It's different. It's not like a regular game, even in a playoff game, because you have all the different timeouts, you have all this stuff, and guys are going to be nervous. It's the only game and all this stuff, whatever. And, so if that stuff is found out to where somebody's in there and they're filming you or in other words, and they know exactly what you're doing, that's a lack of integrity. And that's why Matt Holt has that integrity service. And, you know, he gets all these different conferences and teams, individual teams to, you know, sign up with him and use his service. I think you've got to have some type of integrity. I get it. You still have to be able to, you know, and you can say the same thing. Hey, you know what? The Astros banged the trash can. They knew a curveball was coming, but you still have to hit the ball. Well, you're right. You still have to hit the ball. But if you have a major advantage like that and you continuously know what the pitch is, these guys are that good that they are going to make you pay, and there is a major advantage, and it really takes from the game. And, you know, it's kind of like – you know, at the end of the day, like having the answers on the test, you may have passed the test, but do you feel good about it? Do you feel like, you know, you really learned? And there's a lot of people that have gone through school, gone through college, and yeah, they may have aced things and they cheat it and then get, then they get out in the real world and they can't do the job. You know why? You got the degree. That's all well and good. But because you cheated, you didn't really learn how to do the job the right way because you didn't put in the work. So is what it is. That's just where I come from. I'm old school. Look, there's many corners that I cut throughout my life, and I paid the piper for it because I tried to take those shortcuts. So I try to hand that wisdom down to the young men not to do it that way. Do it the old-fashioned way, the old Smith Barney way. you got to earn it. And, uh, you know, I just remember that old commercial. But at the end of the day, I'd like to see the integrity stay with the sports. And if you get caught and you get caught cheating, you know, is what it is. I think there should be penalties just like there was on USC 
paying Reggie Bush and the family and giving up 30 scholarships, which was uh, pretty lethal back in the day. But it is what it is. And even though I support the boys from Troy, you know what? They got caught with their hand in the cookie jar, and they had to pay the piper. All right, Mr. BP, uh, your take on that SC-Utah game. I was kind of crushed on that one. Uh, gosh dang it, man. Old Bear Alexander with the... Uh, the targeting, and I know it was unintentional, but I just knew that left the door open. And I will tell you, Barnes, uh, a masterful run to get them in field goal range, and I knew the writing was on the wall. But something about Coach Witt, man. I mean, uh, shorthanded as far as from the beginning of the year with no Keithy and no rising, and you and I were right. We we thought they'd shut both those guys down for the year, and they did. Uh, but I'll tell you what, Utah just finds a way to step up, and Coach Witt's one of the best coaches in college football. No question about it. Uh, you know, another really good win for Utah. I got to feel really good about it, uh, especially, you know, you don't know when you're going to play USC again. So uh, to go out with four straight wins against uh, SC, uh, yeah, it has to feel really good if you're a Utah backer. If you're a USC backer, oh, uh, I, know, I don't know where to begin. Uh, it's just not the defensive issues. There's offensive issues. There's uh, strength and conditioning issues as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and, boy, thankfully, you don't, you know, you don't play, you know, there's not a lot of uh, Utah types in the Pac-12. So, thankfully, you don't have to face them each and every week. But uh, I'll tell you, a conference that does have some Utahs in them, uh, good old Big Ten. So, uh, what, what a way to, to jump into the Big Ten, face a lot of programs that are similar to Utah. Uh, and, oh, yeah, by the way, you also face LSU and Notre Dame next year in our conference as well. Yep. Uh, your take real quick on that Ohio State-Penn State game. Did that go down the way you thought it could? And uh, some questions were they answered for you as far as Penn State because they had gone into the game. They really hadn't played anybody tough on their schedule. West Virginia was their opener. Uh, they had a tougher game in Champaign than you know the final score indicated, but they, they still took care of business. And then any of the uh, weaker foes that were on their schedule, they dominated. Uh, I thought their defense played well at times and uh, you know shut the Buckeyes down a couple times inside the red zone. Uh, but they just couldn't get their offense going, and they couldn't get any big plays over the top. Yeah, I mean, it did go kind of uh, accordingly in that one. I mean, I, I, I leaned Ohio State in the under on uh, that one. Uh, you know, still questions about Penn State due to the lack of strength of schedule. And, uh, you know, James Franklin can't win the big game, at least as of right now. They just consistently just can't beat the Michigans and the Ohio States of the world. I think Drew L.R., uh, oof, not a good performance from him. I know he's facing a good defense, but – you like to see him being able to make a few plays. I mean, when you, you don't convert a single third down until the final minute of the game, not a good look there. Uh, Ohio State, I still think there's question marks about Kyle McCord. I mean, I know his numbers look good, but it's easy when you're throwing to the best wide receiver in the country. Uh, I, we'll, we'll find out when uh, the Buckeyes play Michigan. But uh, uh, Penn State uh, certainly lowered their power rating after that one. 17-10, Bills lead the Buccaneers at the half. Josh Allen, he's thrown one, he's rushed for one. And uh, Buffalo up seven at the half. So if you have them against Tampa Bay, they ended up going off a minus 10 over there at the Westgate Superbook. Total 43, so you already have 27 at intermission. Brad, did you do anything with the Thursday night game? Uh, tease Buffalo uh, with the Monday night game. Uh, so uh, Buffalo and Detroit, teaser. All right, so Jimmy G looking like he's trending towards starting. That was the last thing I wanted to get before we jump into college football straight through uh, pretty much the rest of the show. Maybe the last segment we'll uh, duck in all those NFL games rapid fire. Uh, But your take as far as the Raiders, even if Jimmy G does come back against Detroit with the Lions coming off that loss to Baltimore, 
I think they're up against it big time, and I think uh, it just doesn't matter. I don't think there's a lot of chemistry right now on this team. Yeah, I mean, Detroit off a 30-point loss, I think will be focused. They don't get Monday night football too often in the last 20 years or so. So uh, I, I think that's, that could be an ugly uh, game result for, for the Raiders. I, I don't give them much of a chance in that one. There you go. All right, folks, it's going to be wall-to-wall college football the rest of the way till the end of the show. Virginia Tech, first minute of the fourth quarter, up 30-3 to on Syracuse and Georgia Southern and Clay Helton up 27-7, 11 minutes to go, third quarter against Georgia State. And we'll keep an eye on that Bills game also. Uh, Sixers on Thursday night football down 4, 92-88 to the Bucks, 10-05 to go fourth quarter. Suns and Lakers a little bit later. And uh, second hour, I'll get you all those hockey scores one time before we get out of here. Sportex Radio, 101.5 FMK Dawn streaming live on the Odyssey app. Before I go to this break, remember, if you're like Brad Powers, who just hit the big 4-0, and you uh, demographically fall between 40 and 72, the Preventative Diagnostic Center, Dr. John Pierce, it's awesome, folks. And if you're coming into Vegas Valley. Take advantage of it. We've got the only scanner of its kind in the region. It gives you early detection before signs and symptoms of more than two dozen ailments like heart disease and lung disease. It is the Preventative Diagnostic Center. Give a call now. Leave your name and number. They'll get back to you. Free educational consultation. Let them know KT Sports X Radio sent you. You know the 702 for Vegas. 534 534-7900. 534-7900. Comfortable scan takes a few minutes. A few days later, a detailed report from a board-certified radiologist. Heart CT scan, calcium score special second to none $600 value $125 get those uh, arteries checked out make sure you're not clogging up and your significant other absolutely free so the two of you get in there $125 $1,200 value early detection is key get peace of mind take charge of your health pdcenterlv.com is the website preventative diagnostic center 534-7900 take a break come back wrap up hour number one and keep going rapid fire all college football, SportsX Radio, 101.5 FMK Dawn Streaming, live on that Odyssey app. It is Ken Thompson. It is Brad Powers, produced by Mark Hoke. You're listening to SportsX Radio. It's tragedy being a USC football fan, I'll tell you. Two straight losses. KT, not a happy camper. And they're going to be the first team to lose two games and make it to the uh, playoff. They're going to run the table, beat Washington, Oregon, win the Pac-12 championship, and get there. And, uh, well, I know. It's a, it's, a, it's a long shot. It's not going to happen. But, uh, boy, I'll tell you, it's always, always tough against Utah. And i got to give Coach Wood a lot of credit shorthanded they find a way to play well and play strong and close the game and they did it last week ken thompson with brad powers and we're going to go rapid fire the rest of the way college football lots to get into and we'll start it with a friday game florida atlantic and charlotte florida atlantic minus four 43 bp just wanted to check see if you had anything going on the owls or the 49ers i'm gonna lean under 43 here uh to take charlotte uh at a number a couple points ago uh Four is about right, uh, but uh, we'll lean under 43. Charlotte's defense has been legitimate. Very disappointed offensive performance in Florida Atlantic last week. All right. Meanwhile, Michigan State and Minnesota, that's where we'll start game 121-122. Minnesota at home, minus seven. 
gift call on the uh, on the punt. What was your take on that? Because I, I you know, the, the the left hands moving there, or the punt returner there for Iowa, and uh, they didn't play well at all. Minnesota's defense was outstanding. You said even sprinkle a little bit on the money line there with the Gophers. Uh, you thought it was going to be exactly the way that game was, low scoring, and Minnesota would have a chance to win. And the punt was returned, and you know, at the end of the day, was that left arm up? high enough that it could have deceived the defenders there for them to think that he called a fair catch? Did you agree with the call, or was it a bad call? Uh, yeah, I didn't like the call. I mean, it helped me because, I mean, I thought it turned uh, you know, a loss into a win. I thought I was mm-hmm. going to lose another ridiculous game, uh, and that was right about the time that the Illinois-Wisconsin game was slipping away. So uh, oh, we almost had a punch-the-TV situation on that punt return, but uh, – <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was a bad call in hindsight, but it it, uh, it worked out for me. I'll put it that way. All right, Michigan State, man. I mean, it doesn't get much worse than uh, that loss to Michigan. I was dead wrong on that. He, you know, thought first half and didn't much matter. Michigan just steamrolled them 49 nothing, and uh, it wasn't that close. You know, I mean, it was uh, domination big time. Uh, who do you like in this one with the Gophers at home, minus seven, 40 and a half your total, Westgate Superbook lines, what we're using? I'm – I'm going to leave Michigan State, not with a lot of confidence. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if they're going to lay the white flag on the season, but I, I can't lay more than a touchdown with Minnesota's offense. There you go. Massachusetts and Army, couple independents going to get after it. Next year, our Army moves into the American Athletic. They're minus 9.5, 50.5 your total. Uh, not sure if quarterback Bryson Daly will play. He missed the last game with an undisclosed uh Injury, uh, what's your take here? Does Army roll over UMass, or is this one to stay away from? The uh, Didn't see any bad weather there uh, early. I, I, I know there's some. There's about seven games that I wrote down that have uh, some rain and, and uh, a little bit of wind, but I didn't see anything there. Who do you like in this one? Uh, I'm going to go with Army. I think Daly plays. I was a little intrigued by the line movement today, a lot of money on the over, uh, but money on Massachusetts doesn't make sense. In that regard, but uh, I'm going to lean Army here, minus the nine and a half. All right, Tennessee, my goodness, they played an outstanding first half in Tuscaloosa, and then everything just uh, went to hell in the first five, six minutes of the third quarter. And uh, just everything that could go wrong went wrong, and Alabama not only wins, they get the uh, scoop and score and the cover. Tennessee now minus three and a half in Lexington against Kentucky, and, you know, a well-rested uh Wildcats team at home, 51-and-a-half high total. What's your take on this one? All ratings like Tennessee spots us, Kentucky. Uh, I mean, obviously it depends on what Joe Milton shows up, first half Joe Milton against Bama or second half. Uh, I'm going to go with the, the former, so uh, give me Tennessee minus uh, three-and-a-half here. Yeah, that Hill, that Milton, he's got an arm-and-a-half. Uh, Mark Stoops, of course, in his 11th year there with Kentucky. And, you like Kentucky uh, in that one? Well, you know what? No, I don't. Actually, you, you know, but they're coming off a bye, so I'm always leery. Uh, I, I really I, I really like Tennessee, and I, gosh dang it, man, they, I, I really felt good that they had a real solid chance to win that game against Bama, but i uh, got to give Bama credit, and they, they stepped up, and Milrow made some plays. There was one that he just missed getting his arm hit, and then he stepped up in the pocket and threw that long touchdown pass, and that got them right back in the game. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I – 
this Kentucky team is, is tough to watch offensively, so I'll stay away, but I do like that they're coming off the bye. Connecticut and Boston College, BC minus 14, 50 and a half. That's a team I like. I mean, I like the way, uh, you know, the quarterback's playing and uh, doing a real nice job, and I, I think Boston College is a lot better than I thought they were going to be. Yeah, absolutely agree with that. Uh, you know, he's given them a different dynamic, uh, to say the least, with some quarterback run game dynamic athlete. Uh, can't lay the 14. Uh, early week money's all been on BC. I'm a part of it, but I made it to line 14. So it's sitting where, right where I made it. Going to lean over 50 and a half at the current numbers. Yeah, Pat Garwell, the second. Uh, he missed last game with a leg injury. He could be back for this one for BC, who uh, was clicking on all cylinders. Last week, Florida State minus 20 and a half at Wake Forest, 51 and a half. And uh, my initial feeling on Wake Forest was right, but they did. Uh, they were down to that third string quarterback and they were able to pull it out. Really never led till near the end of the game and uh, got the W in Winston-Salem. Totals 51 and a half. I mean, Florida State would have to get most of that, I think, if that total is going to go over. I'm not sold on this Wake Forest offense. Uh, Florida State, again, very fortunate against Duke that they were able to turn things around. Duke got that pick six, and all of a sudden they were up 10 and uh, looking like they could break that 17-game losing streak to the Knolls. Uh, what's your take on this Knolls team, and, and did you touch this game at all? Minus 20.5, 51.5 in Winston-Salem. Uh, I didn't touch this game too much. Uh... I mean, and it really comes down to this. It's tough to get a read on Florida State. I mean, at times they look like a legitimate top five team, and then other times they just look like a top 25 team. Uh, I, I do, They have just not put together a complete 60-minute effort. Uh, so I, I don't know what to make of them yet. Uh, we'll find out down the stretch, especially against Miami and Florida um, in their last four games. Not necessarily this game. I don't think Wake Forest has much of a chance, but I didn't get to the window. I, I didn't lay the 20 and a half. I didn't take it. There you go. All right. Uh, let me move on down. Virginia and Miami of Florida. Miami minus 18 and a half, and they found a way to keep their season alive. Uh, what's your update on the quarterback situation real quick before we go to break? We'll duck this one in. But uh, Tyler Van Dyke, he looks like he's going to be able to go for this one for uh, Cristobal. Yep. Uh, he won't be 100%. He'll be taped up a little bit, but uh looks like he'll go. All right. And then uh, Parrish Jr. also was banged up. He left last game. Uh, last I saw, he was listed as questionable. And, of course, he's having a nice season there, toting the ball for the Hurricanes. And, again, they are at home, minus 18.5 against Virginia, 47.5. That's a lot of points to give. If Virginia comes out, Tony Elliott's team really looked sharp last week because they have the kid back that you like at quarterback, and that's Tony Musket. Yeah, I, we'll see. We're kind of in a dead number spot. Once it becomes official, Tyler Van Dyke is going to play. I think the number goes up, and then, then we jump in on the Virginia side. So I, I would stand pat uh, if you're looking to bet Virginia. Let's go ahead and go over the total, though, over 47.5. Really liked what I saw from Virginia's offense last week. No doubt about it. Real quick, we'll duck one more in before the break. And if we skip over some games like we will on this Duke-Louisville game, we'll come back to them at the end. There's eight games I already got to one. Uh, UL Monroe and Arkansas State. Real quick, Brad, we'll duck this one in right now. Arkansas State catching two and a half on the road to Terry Bowden's team, 56 and a half, a high total. And I like this uh, UL Monroe team, but, uh, you know, they're finding uh, a tough go of it in some of their games. Yeah, to say the least. I, numbers fair as far as the side. They deserve to be the slight favorite. Uh, but I'm going to lean under 56 and a half. 
under 56 and a half. So when we come back, hour number two, we will pick it up with North Carolina and Georgia Tech. That's right. The Heels no longer undefeated. They're on the road against the Texters, minus 12, 63 and a half. And uh, we will get into a lot of college football throughout hour number two and then hopefully have a little bit of room as far as the pros got the injuries right here. And uh, seven games, like I said, affected uh, could be affected by weather. We'll duck that in as well. It is SportsX Radio 101.5 FMK Dawn streaming live on that Odyssey app at Brad Power. Seven. That's the number seven at Ken Thompson eighty seven at SportsX Radio at Mark Hoke Show. Those are our Twitter handles, and of course now known as X. We are live from Vegas PSBR Law Studios. Hour number two coming right up. Welcome back from halftime. It's just after 7 o'clock in the big city. Time to continue America's favorite Las Vegas sports show. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rappaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada-style pub. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance. So get ready, because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Now. All right, KT, live PSBR Low Studios with Brad Powers. Going to get back to college football, go to rapid pace, get all these games in there. Buffalo 24-10, Gabe Davis, a little four-yard touchdown reception there from Josh Allen. Josh Allen, two touchdowns, has a interception, but 21-25, 238, doing a nice job there. He's rushed five times for 31 yards and a touchdown. James Cook has 42 yards and uh, that is it, Gabe Davis, eight receptions, 79, and Khalil Shakir, we remember him over there, Boise State, five for 78. Dalton Kincaid has a touchdown, the Vegas kid, three receptions, 43. That a look at Thursday night NFL football. Meanwhile, on the uh, college gridiron, it is Virginia Tech, 32-10 to 10 over the Q, 741 to go third quarter, and Georgia Southern, 34-14 over Georgia State, minute 39 to go third quarter there, NC Central at 48-21 in an FCS game. Ken Thompson, Brad Powers getting back to it, and uh, we left off there with North Carolina and Georgia Tech, and North Carolina, boy, they were shell-shocked with that loss to Virginia last week. Drake May and company will try and get things rolling again, and Georgia Tech got off to a decent start, but man, Boston College kept on coming, and BC was the better team, no doubt, in that second half, and pulled away against Brent Key's team in the fourth quarter. Uh, BP, what about it? North, Car- uh, North Carolina on the road, a 12-point road favorite against the Texters, 63-and-a-half. Uh, does Mac Brown's team get back on track? I don't know. I, I didn't bet it. It was kind of a take 14, lay 10 situation, sitting right in between, so I'm going to pass. I, I do think if you got to take one side, it'd probably be more uh, I trust Georgia Tech than, than North Carolina uh, as far as you know, at least staying within the number. i, I got to tell you, uh, KT, quickly. North Carolina probably should have lost the game by more. Virginia actually won that game despite the fact they turned the ball over twice in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they, they look good. I, I'm telling you, Musket could move that team. I, that's why I, I, I thought maybe too many points this week as well. But, you know, sometimes you have uh, one of those 
uh, games that everything kind of falls your way. But that's a lot of points to get from Miami as well, 18 and a half. So I would only look Virginia in that game, at least based on what I saw from them last week. If uh, if Musket can move that offense, even if they lose the game, I think they stay within 17. Uh, move on down, NC State and Clemson. Uh, the pack at home in Raleigh and Clemson off that tough loss to Miami. Uh, NC State catching a uh, double digits, ten points there at the Westgate Superbook, forty three and a half the total. And I'm on the uh, I'm on the Wolfpack. Uh, you know, just you know the way Clemson season's gone, heartbreak. I know they're the better team. I know Klubnik's a better quarterback, but Dave Dorn's still a veteran coach in his eleventh year, and I expect NC State to stay and keep this one close there in Raleigh. What's your take on this one? Yeah, another one where. I don't know. I don't like NC State. I mean, even with the, the backup quarterback, I mean, they got just crushed by Duke. Uh, Duke with a backup quarterback in that game. Clemson, I mean, should be better. They've got two overtime losses. I, I don't know at this point what, with them having three losses, how much they they want, really want to finish up the season. I'm actually going to lean with Clemson. All right. Uh, update Clemson safety. R.J. Mickens now out for a while with an appendix. He's their third leading tackler. Also NC State tight end Trent Penix. He may miss. He is questionable with a uh, lower body injury. Uh, move on down and uh, next game on the docket is Southern Miss. Man, that team is absolutely pathetic. That is not the same team that my buddy John Cox called games for uh, for those Golden Eagles all those years, years in Hattiesburg. Uh, taking on Appalachian State uh, in Boone, North Carolina. App State minus 17.55 the total. And uh, this is going to be Boy, another tough one for Will Hall. This uh, Southern Miss team is just garbage. I mean, I know they have uh, Frank Gore Jr. back, but this team is just not good. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, Drake Clark is uh, questionable as well. And uh, pretty much uh, it's been junior. Uh, Drake Clark is actually the uh, backup there for Gore. He's actually done a decent job on the ground as well. What's your take here? App State laying seventeen fifty-five. I can only look at the Mountaineers under Sean Clark. I don't like the Mountaineers under Sean Clark. In fact, I think he could be fired by the end of the season. So because of that, I'm going to pass. Yeah, no, I'm not saying he's doing a good job. Yeah, this team yeah. has definitely uh, definitely gone down. But Southern Miss is so bad. Uh, I know, I, I think I've I, 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 Southern Miss more than any team in the country in my power ratings. Wow. Yeah, and I'm in Temple. Uh, no surprise. Temple the two biggest downgrades. All right. Meanwhile, Coastal Carolina, we know that Grayson McCall is doubtful and probably misses, which means Jared Guest probably gets the start there. And Marshall Rasheen Ali missed last game. He's questionable. He's, of course, their leading rusher with over 600 yards and 11 touchdowns on the ground. Uh, your take on this one, sometimes I see those type of injuries. I just stay away. But Marshall's minus 3.5 at Coastal, 46.5. Let's go ahead and go under uh, with both uh, teams with uh, the, their star players out under for me. All right, James Madison, how good is this team? Minus 20.5 against ODU at home. And ODU, uh, let me see, I thought I had seen an injury. Yeah, Kelby Williams, uh, the leading wide receiver, he is questionable. He did miss their last game, and uh, so we'll see if he plays for the Monarchs. But this James Madison team is a juggernaut. I can't go against them. I mean, Signetti just keeps on winning. This guy, you know, transition from FCS to FBS has been seamless for this James Madison team. Yeah, it's a shame that they're not going to be eligible for uh, postseason, whether it be conference championship or a bowl game. Uh, sad because I think they're going to go twelve and zero. Uh, as far as this game, I honestly at twenty one, I'm going to lean with Old Dominion. Believe it or not, plus twenty one. ODU plus twenty one. 
Brad Power's going to lean there. You can find that a couple shops. Yeah, you can uh, find that a couple shops. That's exp- that's pretty expensive. I mean, Old Dominion beat App State. They've been they've been pesky this year. If you look yeah. at Old Dominion, I already have four wins. There you go. Yeah, it's a lot of points, no question. Western Mish at Eastern Mish right now. Western Mish minus two and a half on the road. Forty-seven is the total. I wonder if. Uh, Max Crosby going to make it to that home game there because he'll be there when the Raiders, of course, have a Monday night game in Detroit. So he may go back to the old alma mater. What's your take on this one? Uh, Western Mish favored two and a half over the Eagles of Eastern Michigan. Uh, I lean with Western Mish. Uh, I just seen a little bit more on them. They played the much tougher schedule. Uh, you start looking through their results, and this team's a lot better than what I expected, even though they're sitting here at two and six. I'm going to lean with them on minus the two and a half. Yeah, Miami of Ohio, man. They kept teasing me last week, but uh, couldn't get over the top. Toledo was a better team last week. Finn came up big when he needed to. Ohio U at home in this game against Miami of Ohio. Uh, What's your take here with Curtis Rourke and uh, Ohio? He doesn't seem like he's 100%. uh, Tim Albans, Bobcats, though, they are at home. Minus 7.5, total 39 against the Red Hawks. Yeah, with Gabbard out for the year, uh, yeah, I bet Ohio early in the week. I don't feel like laying seven and a half though on a low total. So uh, just know that that's been priced in as far as Gabbard being out here. Yeah, out for the year with a leg injury, big loss there for Miami of Ohio. Uh, next game on the docket, Penn State at home in Happy Valley. A lot of points, 32 and a half, 46 the total. It's not a dream crusher game because if Penn State's able to beat Michigan and then uh, Michigan beats Ohio State, then you've got to figure things out as far as uh, the eastern half of the Big Ten. I think Penn State rolls, but that's a, that's a lot of points to give. I'd uh, but I, I really can't. I want to back Indiana, but I just can't because they could get shut out in this game. Yeah, uh, 42 to 10 for me. So let's go over 46. BP says there is value in the old over. Let's go over. Move on down. Next game, Purdue at Nebraska. Nebraska, though, Huskers minus 2.5, 39.5. Ryan Walters in his first year there with the Boilermakers against Matt Rule, who's in his first year there in Lincoln. I don't see anything uh, too bad on the uh, injury report, except for Nebraska. They're missing uh, both left guards. Both left guards are out, and then their right guard, Corcoran, is also out for the year now. So they're all beat up on the offensive line. What's your take here with Purdue catching 2.5, 39.5 in Lincoln? Yeah, I got to check. The, this is one weather possible, uh, rain and snow here. Uh, but yeah, I did say that word uh, there. Uh, yes. Uh, mm. I mean, because that affects Purdue's passing attack more than it does Nebraska. But with that being said, I, I like Purdue outright, off the buy. I'm not buying Nebraska. All right. So the weather games I saw, that one was snow. And then also Air Force, Colorado State, 83% chance of snow there with 11-mile-per-hour winds. Uh, Air Force, Colorado State. Uh, Ohio State, Wisconsin, uh, 63% chance of rain is what I saw there. UL off. You laugh at uh, South, South Alabama, 15-mile-an-hour winds, uh, the, but the weather will be great. It'll be 78 degrees there. Duke and Louisville, 56% chance of rain. Houston at Kansas State, 10-mile-an-hour winds, 76% chance of rain. And also in Lawrence, Kansas, 72% chance of rain for Oklahoma and Kansas, 10-mile-an-hour winds there. Those are the weather ones that I saw. BP, what about Maryland at Northwestern in Evanston? The wind always seems to whip up over in that Neck of the woods, Maryland minus 14, 48 and a half. And Loxley's got a pretty good squad. Uh, Kevin Sumlin, I don't think, will be there. He got a DUI after the last uh, game, and uh, we'll see what Talia Tungavailoa and the Terps can do. But this is still a dangerous team. Uh, You know, we saw them go to the horseshoe and hang right with Ohio State for a long time in that game. 
Yeah, uh, and then off the bye, which should help them after the upset loss against Illinois, should have them refocus. I don't think Northwestern uh, stay in pace here with this Maryland offense, so I'm going to lean with Maryland. Colorado State, my goodness, man, they uh, they almost pulled it off against UNLV, but uh, the Rebs got their sixth field goal uh, from Pisano and able to come away with the win over Jay Norvell's team. But Colorado State playing uh, better ball right now, but Air Force still unbeaten, and uh, Troy Calhoun just knows how to win. They got Army on deck, but uh, still, this is this is a big game because they would like to run the table inside the Mountain West. They're minus fourteen at Fort Collins, forty-seven the total. I want to take the Rams. Should I? Yeah, numbers matter. I've had Air Force early in the week, but that was several points ago. So let's go ahead and take uh, Colorado State at the fourteen now, especially with some suppressed scoring as far as the total being you know much lower than what it was early in the week. Yeah, Larry, you ended up playing last week against Navy. And that, I mean, and how bizarre. I mean, Navy scores at the end of the game, and then they go for two. I mean, the score is 17 to 6. And that's it. That's one of the wackiest ones ever, but it affected the point spread depending when you got involved in that game. Yes, it did. I I had Navy in a contest plus 10.5. Unbelievable. If I end up losing a contest like that, that's going to hurt. I'm going to remember that one specifically. Yeah, and I mean, Navy's two field goal kickers were combined 15 to 16 on extra points, so it's not like they had a problem with the kicking game. So, yeah, the game, games like that are just like head-scratchers. You're like, oh, well, yeah, you know what, let's, uh, Newberry, let's uh, let's work on a two-point conversion. Like, Even if you're working, what are you working on it for? If you're going to use it, you want to save it, right? I mean, if you need it against Army maybe later on in December, you don't want anybody to have seen what you have. I mean, it's just absolutely moronic. You don't even understand stuff like that. Uh, next game, Cal and USC. And I'm just saying, USC better be careful because Lincoln Riley is sick. He had missed several practices. I don't even know if he makes a trip to Berkeley. USC minus 10.5, 66.5. The way they lost that game, my goodness, it is going to be tough for them to get fired up. And Wilcox, one thing about his team, you know they're going to play hard. SC uh, down to 10.5 from 11, 66.5 in Berkeley. I like Cal here. I bet Cal, even at a worse number, I like Cal. Anything at plus 10 or better, uh, I, I like the Bears here and sprinkle a little bit on the money line. I, I agree. I see really tanking the rest of the season, to be honest with you. You know, I said the same thing. I said the exact same thing on Monday, that it won't shock me if SC, you know, that people are like, oh, they still have Washington and Oregon. I'm like, they, they better worry about Cal. I mean, they struggled against Arizona State, should have lost to Arizona. They're not that good. They're not as good as they thought they were going to be in that dream second pressure. half. Yep. Yeah, let them come all the way back to 48-41. Yep, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. Meanwhile, Wazoo, the wheels have fallen off for Wazoo, and uh, they're going to be at Arizona State. And Arizona State, they outgained Washington up in Seattle. They just couldn't get in the end zone, gosh darn. They got outscored 12 nothing in the fourth quarter, but they were right there. And they, how about they held the Huskies to 13 yards rushing on 13 carries. ASU at home right now, catching five and a half, fifty-one the total. I'm going to stay away, but uh, boy, I want to take Arizona State because I like Borgay. Yeah, I'm going to stay away too. I, I, you know, I was worried about Washington State, but I actually thought they gave, you know, rewatching the Oregon game, they gave a pretty good effort last week there. So I was worried about them quitting on the season after the Arizona game. I didn't see quit last week. So Arizona State has been pesky though, a bunch of close losses. Uh, I think they're, they're they're sharper the two sides here. Yeah, I mean, if if uh, Cam Ward's able to throw on you, they're going to be right in the game and have a good chance to win. But he wasn't able to do that 
in the uh, game against UCLA. He got shut down there, and then Arizona didn't give him anything. I mean, they just suffocated yeah. him. And that, that Jed, Jed Fish, man, I'm telling you, that, that program trending in the right direction, no, no doubt. And uh, we'll get to them in a little bit. SportsX Radio, Ken Thompson, Brad Powers, if you're tuning in, 101.5 FM Dawn, 6 to 8, Monday through Fridays, right here on Dawn and streaming live on that Odyssey app. Next game on the docket is uh, Colorado and UCLA, Deion Sanders, and Chip Kelly in his sixth year already over there uh, for the Westwood boys, and uh, they're playing, of course, in Pasadena. UCLA is, uh, they, they got a pretty solid defense, and they shut down Stanford big time last week in Palo Alto, uh, Colorado. They're coming off the bye, so uh, they had some time to uh, think about how they let that one against Stanford slip away. What's your take on this one right now? UCLA minus sixteen sixty one. The total is that too many points now that Hunter's back? No, I like UCLA. Uh, they're one of the best teams in the country, getting after the quarterback. Uh, Colorado's one of the worst teams in the country, protecting the quarterback. Uh, I like the quarterback change for UCLA. I'm glad that they finally benched Dante Moore. Uh, I think it'll be positive for them moving forward. New Mexico and Nevada. New Mexico. Uh, taking care of business on Hawaii. And how about Nevada? 6 nothing shutout at San Diego State. I mean, unbelievable. To get your first win that way, that's kind of bizarre. I mean, they gave up 500 yards of offense to UNLV at home the week before. And then uh, I know uh, Brady Hoke, uh, boy, that's just one that, you know, and they're, they're not yeah, getting any crap. I, I wouldn't have been surprised they fired him this week. That's how yeah. bad that was for San Diego State. Well, not getting any butts in the seats over there in San Diego. Too many things to do. Uh, in that nice weather there. If your team's not playing good ball, they're not going to go. What's your take on this one? Nevada is a one-point home favorite at Mackey, 50-year total. Uh, I lean over and also New Mexico. I think New Mexico gets the outright win here. I I, I just, outside the Nevada game, they hadn't really showed me anything all season until our Nevada-San Diego State game. The Wolfpack hadn't done anything all season until that one. So uh, I'm just going to trust the other data points instead of last week. All right, uh, Washington, they will get McMillan back uh, receiving-wise, and uh, Bernard as well, I believe, is going to be back for uh, the Huskies. And uh, they are on the road at Stanford, laying 27.5-61. I mean, Stanford getting shut down big time last week by UCLA, but Washington, like I said, they struggled offensively. In fact, uh, Arizona State, like I said, outgained them and held them to 13 yards rushing on 13 carries. And then Penix only threw for 275 and uh, no touchdowns, two interceptions. So he took himself out of that Heisman race, uh, you know, with that. Uh, you know, I mean, they found a way to win the game. I, I guess I guess he could still be involved if he closes, and that's his only clunker. Uh, would you lay the points, stay away, or uh, or, or take Stanford? Stay away from me. Uh, 28, I'd actually get involved on Stanford. Uh, I, I think Washington would be more buttoned up than they were last week, but still got SC on deck, and, I mean, that's still a lot of points. There you go. When we, when we come back, we'll pick it up with Pitt and Notre Dame. I know we're skipping over Georgia-Florida. There's eight games that we will come back on. Uh, so we'll uh, continue rapid fire. Sports X Radio 101.5 FM, on streaming live on the Odyssey app. Ken Thompson, Brad Powers, live from Vegas. We'll be right back. Coming 
coming back on a throwback Thursday. A little Ollie and Jerry, Mark Hoke spinning the hit. Some of these songs I've never even heard. I mean, Hoekster, I don't know, man. This guy's got all types of music in the uh, in the old throwback Thursday archives there. Ken Thompson, Brad Powers, Bill's still up 24-10, minute 35 to go third quarter over the Bucks on Thursday night football. All Vought Tech, 35-10, fourth quarter underway, 13 minutes to go. They lead Syracuse by 25 and Georgia Southern, 37-31 now over Georgia State. Still 10 minutes to go, fourth quarter from Statesboro. Uh, Lakers, 11-7 out of the gate, four minutes in against the Suns. And how about a wild one in Milwaukee? Suns, I mean the uh, Bucks, 118-117. to a one-point win over the Sixers. Sixers get the money, plus six, 228. But uh, that was a good one down the stretch. And I was watching it go back and forth there. Dame Lillard, of course, making his debut for Milwaukee. I told you I'd give you the games on the ice one time real quick. Tampa Bay, 6 nothing shutout San Jose. Winnipeg on the road, 4-1, beat Detroit, 3-2 Carolina. Got past Seattle, 4-3 Anaheim. Stuns Boston. So there are no undefeated teams in the NHL except for your Golden Knights because Colorado also undefeated, got beat by Pittsburgh, 4-0. Montreal, 4-3 win over Columbus, Philly. Triples up on Minnesota. Great effort by the Flyers, 6-2. to 3-2 two. Three to two Islanders come back, beat Ottawa at home. Toronto, a three-run lead right now at Dallas, 3.45 to go in the third period. Rangers in Edmonton, no score. Three minutes into the second period in St. Louis, shutting out Calgary. Second period, 8.45 to go up there in Alberta, 2 nothing. And that a look at the scoreboard. Uh, duck in uh, the rest of this college football. We've got nine games, and then we've got eight that we're going to backtrack on, Ken Thompson and Brad Powers. So let's get back to it. And uh, let me just find where we left off here, uh, BP, and if I can uh, just get everything lined up here and uh, bring them back up. Uh, let me see. Where are we? We're on Pittsburgh and Notre Dame. Your boys, of course, uh, right there in South Bend. 20 and a half. They are favored over Pitt and Narduzzi's boys. 45 the total. And, uh, you know, Narduzzi doing, a, 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 you know, what he does, like you said, there's certain games that he'll win. And, of course, Dracovic coming over from Boston College. Uh, boy, Narduzzi's been there for a while. And at Notre Dame, Notre Dame, if they ran the table, any any chance Notre Dame getting get, gets in that ball? Well, they don't have a conference championship. That's, that, that's what would hurt no, them. No, they're out. Yeah, They'd be well, lucky to just get a major bowl, but at this point. Yeah, it just sucks. I mean, that, that, that tough loss to Ohio State, that's the one that'll knock them out because they dominated SC, but then SC losing to Utah didn't, wouldn't have helped them anyway. Uh, any chance uh, uh, Pitt can hang in this game? It's a lot of points for the Irish to give, but you know what? They've got the offense to do it if Hartman's on and uh, uh, the running game's going as well. Who do you like in this one? Yeah, I'm not sure if they do have the offense to get it done because, I mean, I know it looked good against SC. The scoreboard did, but that was mainly because of turnover, short field. So um, I don't think they have the offense to, to get margin here. So give me Pitt uh, plus 20 and a half. like that one quite a bit. There you go. All right. So, Brad, uh, again, he's going against Notre Dame. His track record not the best, but he sounds confident on this one. I may have to lay the – I may have to take those points there. And Pittsburgh. Uh, Brad, when you see a, a line – I was going to say, when you see a line like 20 and a half, if it doesn't get to 21 on its own, do you do you ever suggest for somebody to buy a half point? I know it's, you know, more times than not, if you do that a lot, it's it's not good. But uh, can somebody pay the extra 10 cents to go ahead and buy it up to 21? I wouldn't do that in this case. Okay. Okay. 
Just I, I, I figured that would be your answer, but I just wanted to check. Uh, Memphis on the road, minus 7 in Denton against North Texas, 68 your total. We know the Mean Green can score points. We know Memphis can score points when they're focused. 68, a high total, but uh, these two teams probably can get over that. Yeah, I wouldn't, even with a high total, I wouldn't recommend betting the under here. Uh, I thought it was a pretty sharp move today. The, all the seven and a half got wiped out, that, that important hook on a key number. I think that was the move. So North Texas uh, lean here, plus seven for me. I will say Brad Powers gave out Matt Campbell's boys early in the week, and uh, they uh, that line has moved big time. Iowa State now minus 347 and a half, but you're all about uh, Rocco Becht in this Cyclones team in this game against the Bears. Yeah, I like that they're off a bye, and I like the data point comparison here. Rarely do you get something like this. Both teams last game, both at Cincinnati. Couldn't be any more different. I mean, Iowa State pounded Cincinnati. I thought Baylor was extremely fortunate to beat Cincinnati. So uh, I like this Iowa State uh, makeup of this team. Baylor, I think, is very fortunate to have three wins right now. I mean, the UCF miracle comeback, and then last week was uh, kind of a fluky final. Yeah, meanwhile, Little Apple, we talked about the uh, the rain will be there, but you know, Dana Holgerson, you can say what you want, and he may not be the best coach, but he got job there on that spot there on third down against Texas, and they stormed back from 21 nothing down. That's a tough way to lose that game to the Horns. Uh, they put Ewers out, and uh, we will get to Texas. They're going to go with a backup quarterback for a little bit. But K-State minus 17.5, 60 in, uh, at the Little Apple, and we know uh, Kleiman's team uh, very, very uh, physical, and uh, a couple quarterbacks like platooning now with – uh, Kansas State. So, where are you on this one? Is that too many points, or uh, can I mean, can Houston get over that loss to Texas, or do you feel like they'll still have their heads in the sand? I like Kansas State. I mean, not one of my favorite plays of the week, but I think they pound Houston here. Uh, I, I after the hail mary win against West Virginia, and then the Texas all out sixty minute effort. I just I don't think that you get an A effort out of uh, Houston this week. That's the case. Kansas State big. G.J. Chinney, G.J. Kinney uh, in his first year there with Texas State. They're at home. They're catching six and a half against Troy. Totals 53. Uh, I know Texas State can score, but I don't think they're going to score much against Troy. And I know you bet Troy early and you help push this line up to six and a half. Is there still value with it being under seven? Yeah, anything under seven, uh, at least worth it. And maybe not as big of a bet as what it was a couple of points ago. But, uh, yeah, certainly I'd still bet Troy. I just uh, – Big step up in class for Texas State. If you look at their schedule, they really haven't played anybody the last five weeks. Well, Troy is somebody. Troy's only given up 10 points combined the last three games. Uh, I like the Trojans here big. Keaton Slovis and the guy is going to go to Texas. And, again, the uh, Longhorns going to go with the backup quarterbacks. Uh, boy, Mitchell, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I lay in 19.50 the total. But BYU's had some clunkers. Uh, I, I don't know how good they are, but it's hard for me to you know bet Texas without yours. Do you like them? Do you think they can take care of business with Brooks on the ground and uh, still a solid receiving core? Yeah, I think they'll be okay. Uh, uh, I, I just I really want to attack BYU, and by attack I mean I want to get I want to fade this team big time. I just I wish Texas had yours in the lineup. Uh, I just got to see a little bit more out of Malik Murphy. I did like what I saw from him in the spring game. He's an impressive physical specimen. I'm going to lean Texas here, but uh, uh, don't be a bit surprised uh, next future weeks, and you're going to hear me talk about a lot of anti-BYU tickets. Malik Murphy, Arch Manning would be uh, next up if if he had any trouble, but right now that line is up there at 19 
with Texas being the favorite total of 50 from Austin. Mississippi State and Auburn. Auburn minus 6.5, 41-year total. Uh, Zach Arnett's defense played solid as heck against uh, Arkansas. That's a game you got me on head-to-head last week. That was a great call by UBP. What about Hugh Freeze and Auburn? Can they muster enough offense to cover 6.5, or are we going to see a similar game like we saw last week with Mississippi State when they went into Arkansas and held their own? It's funny, yeah. When you beat me, it's it's the lead off the show. It's you know it's the number one in the starting five. Uh, but when I beat you, it's you know a throwaway. You know, ninety minutes into the show, I'm kidding you. Uh, Mississippi State plus six and a half for me. I wanted you to be able to gloat and bring it up yourself, man, and pat yourself on the back I while you're doing know, it. And I'm I glad totally you just forgot. did. I'm, I totally I'm, forgot. I'm glad you just did that. that. That was great. There you go. Every now and then, hey, you know, sun's going to shine on that uh, dog's keister every now and then. There are powers you came through big time. Uh, Ole Miss, minus 24.5 in Oxford, 63 the total against Vandy. Now, Swan could uh, could be back there uh, for Vandy with that elbow injury. He has missed the last three games. What's your take here? Now they're going to move forward with Ken Seals. They like the way he's protecting the ball. I'm not Still not sure that Swan, you know, if he did come back, would be 100% healthy. So Seals would be the quarterback. I'm okay with that. Uh, he's got a lot of experience. I mean, he's been a multiple-year starter at Vanderbilt. So I like Vanderbilt off the bye here. They've lost six straight games, but none of them, none of them by more than 24 points. So Vandy for me, like it quite a bit. All right. Meanwhile, uh, A&M in College Station minus 15 big ones against South Carolina. Spencer Rattler could uh, – could put points on the board, but right now, you know, Leggett's banged up his leading receiver. Wells has missed four games. He's questionable. And Brown, he's missed a couple games. So the receiving core is all banged up for the Gamecocks. A&M minus 15, 52 and a half in College Station. Yeah, I didn't bet it. I, I guess I could lean South Carolina, but man, I took the Gamecocks uh, last week. Got my teeth kicked down my throat. So there's some, resi- there, there's some resistance to, to, to want to bet them this week. Meanwhile, since he had Oklahoma State and, and Gundy, just keeps on a winning, man. That guy is unreal. Uh, minus seven and a half, fifty-three the total against Cincy and a Cincinnati team that I thought was much better. Scott Satterfield really having a tough go of it this year. Oh yeah, I mean, the, the, welcome to the Big Twelve. Welcome to Major Conference Football. That to some of these newcomers. Uh, I didn't bet it. I mean, this type of game after Oklahoma State's pulled three straight outright upsets, uh, I, I would be stunned if they lost the game. Uh, so I, I don't know. It's just uh, to me, it seems like a high variance game. I know you, Lafayette's not a bad team, but I think South Alabama's catching their stride. I I laid the ten. It's up to ten and a half, fifty-five the total. I just think Womack's team's ready to roll. I think they're going to reel off some wins. I know they got the big game next week at Troy. That's going to be a great game, but they got to win this one first. But I think they do win it, and I think they win it handily. Yeah, I hope, uh, I'm with you. I bet South Alabama early in the week. I also like the over quite a bit. Uh, a lot of points here. Tulane and Rice. Uh, look, JT Daniels has played well for Bloomber, uh, Bloomgren's team there, the Rice Owls, and Willie Fritz, Tulane. We know this team's good, and we saw what they did last year. And, uh, of course, uh, capped it all off with that win, that comeback win against Southern Cal in the bowl game. Tulane minus 10.5, 53.5. Can Rice hang in there? And uh, what about the over on this one? I'll take the hook. Uh, I haven't gotten to the over yet. Uh, maybe I'll look into that one. I know Rice plays a little slow tempo, although their offense has been super efficient this year. I'd just rather right now, 10.5, I'll take the hook on, on the Owls. They're, they've been undervalued, including by me this year. SMU minus 21.57, the total against Tulsa. I, I think they could probably cover it if uh, Stoney's on. Uh, Preston Stone, I know you like the guy. 
Uh, Kevin Wilson in his first year with Tulsa, I think he's going to be up against it on the road in this one. I think SMU blows him out. I mean, I like the talent of Preston Stone. I haven't liked what I've seen on Silverman this year. He's too inaccurate for me pass. All right, Mike Houston, first uh, fifth year there with East Carolina, taking on a UTSA team that we know when Frank Harris is playing this team uh, under Jeff Trailer, who's in his fourth year, does a nice job. Uh, Texas San Antonio minus 18.5, 47-year total, and uh, that's the only way I could look at the Roadrunners. That's a lot of points. Uh, I'm going to lean East Carolina. I know their offense has been putrid, but I, I've liked what I've seen from their defense. All right, I'll give you the 18.5. That'll be one that we got. All right, head to head there. There you go. We're both on the same side here because I played uh, San Jose State in Mark Lawrence's contest early in the week when it was eight, eight and a half, whatever it was in the contest. It's up to ten and a half. I know you gave that out to your uh, your followers and helped push that up over the line of ten, fifty nine and a half in Hawaii. Yeah, let's not play ten and a half in the late ten and a half now. Numbers do matter because I'll be happy if they win by ten to say the least. But uh Let's go over 58-and-a-half. I, I think this offense is rocking and rolling now. They've taken a step down in competition. They're not playing USC, Oregon State, uh, and Boise State, and Air Force, and Toledo. Uh, they're playing weak uh, Mountain West teams the last couple weeks, and Hawaii is certainly one of those. All right, so we, uh, we touched on the Florida State-Wake Forest game. Uh, BP with Mike Norvell's squad, did, did you like them over uh... – over Wake Forest, I did say Clawson's guys found a way uh, to get it done with a third-string quarterback last week, and um, Marucci ended up going. But uh, Griffiths is questionable for this game, their starting quarterback. Yeah, they'll probably stay with Marucci after his late-game heroics last week. Uh, pass. I can't trust Florida State. I haven't seen full 60-minute effort out of them. All right, here's one uh, really interesting game because Louisville is uh, coming off the bye. And Duke, again, Riley Leonard got banged up again, you know, with that ankle. So I don't know if he's able to go. If Leonard was healthy, I, you know, this Duke team is solid. And I like their, I, you know, their defense play. I mean, there's a lot of chemistry on this team. They just have a, you know, a couple heartbreak losses, including to Notre Dame. Uh, but Louisville off the bye, it was four, is four and a half, 46 and a half. I played the Ville minus four. I know Jawar Jordan, uh, the running back, was still listed as questionable. What's your take here? Because the spot looked good for Louisville. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Uh, yeah, I think they're going to end up being the right side here. I'm not sure if Ryan Leonard's going to play after re-aggravating that uh, ankle injury last week. Uh, but, you know, if he was 100% healthy, I think Duke would be the side, believe it or not. I think there's a better team, but Leonard can't go. That's a significant drop, drop off to the backup. Saw it in the fourth quarter last week. Louisville for me. All right, and then we've got Oklahoma – and uh, they are minus 966, the total, in Lawrence against Lance Leopold and Kansas. And Kansas coming off the bye. Wow. I mean, uh, Oklahoma, they got all they wanted and then some from UCF. I got to give Central Florida credit because they played a hell of a game, and I, they may have gotten jobbed on a call or two there. Uh, your take on this one, because I know Daniels is still out for Kansas, but I think that this team's good enough and, and, and coached well enough that they may be able to hang inside that nine, total 66. I know it's a high total. Uh, I, I would take Kansas. I know it was 10. I know there's not as much value, but I would take Kansas. Oh, I'll lay with Oklahoma. I think they got a rude awakening last week a little bit. I'll lay with the Sooners. Yeah, see, and that's the thing, because uh, Dylan Gabriel was going up against his old mate, so you figured he had to be jacked up for that game. But, I, I mean, they were almost fortunate that they won the game. Yeah. 
Well, I don't think Oklahoma's a good team. They're not a great team. I mean, I haven't been impressed with Oklahoma in a lot of games this year outside the Texas game. So, uh, yeah, I hear you. I just I can't get Kansas versus Texas out of my mind. Uh, I mean, that was just a slaughter. It, final score says it was a beatdown. I'm here to tell you, watching the game, it should have been a 50-point win for Texas. Yeah, and uh, they remember Kansas going in there and uh, breaking that long losing streak or whatever, conference road losing streak couple years ago uh duck one more in in the mountain west before we uh, take our final break boise state minus five at home 49 the total i know halani will be back in the backfield there uh for the broncos uh but craig bold does a great job i mean this guy really gets the most out of his teams can wyoming go into boise and win their uh plus five total 49 i didn't bet it even though it's at a dead number uh, my power rings are right at five. I, I don't know what the mindset is at Boise State after blowing, you know, before the bye, the 20-point lead in the final five minutes against Colorado State. I don't know. Avalos, I think, is up against it now. Uh, they don't close strong. So I, I'm i just going to find out a lot about these teams down the stretch after this game. All right. We take our final break. we got five more college games to get into. Then we'll go rapid fire. NFL, Ken Thompson, SportsX Radio, along with Mr. Brad Powers, Mr. College Football. And uh, we will come back. PSBR Law Studios, 101.5 FMK, Dawn Streaming Live on the Odyssey app. Again, you miss any part of the show, use the Odyssey Rewind feature or just follow at Ken Thompson 87 at SportsX Radio, and you will have the archives pinned right there at both those handles about 45 minutes after the broadcast. Live from Vegas, we'll be right back. He got a chauffeur that's a genuine dinosaur And he can knuckle your head before you count to fall Yes, that's the Hollywood Argyles for you uh, aficionados out there trying to figure out Mark Hoke's music on a throwback Thursday. KT, Brad Powers, as we roll on through, finish up the college football uh, update. Georgia Southern 44-27, 5.30 to go, rolling over Georgia State and 38-10. Va Tech, three minutes away from a whitewash of Dino Babers and Syracuse in Blacksburg. Long Island came back, beat Central Connecticut 24-23, but didn't cover the two and a half. NC Central 62-21 over South Carolina State. They are easily covering that 14 and a half with eight and a half minutes to go. Uh, we're going to back to the uh, last five games that we haven't touched on. Oregon, Utah, biggest game. Of course, game day will be there. Ducks minus six and a half, 47 and a half. I took Utah plus seven and a half in uh, Mark Lawrence's contest and plus seven. Uh, I'm hoping they can get another uh, effort from Barnes. And uh, Sione Vaki, man, I mean, two-way player. This kid was a beast. Just something about Coach Witt. Look, I'm not saying they beat Oregon. I think they w- I think they have a great opportunity. But there's something about this team. I know people say let down after winning at Southern Cal. Uh, you know, Bo Nix and company uh, may be able to take care of business. But Rice Eccles is still Rice Eccles. That place will be loud. And I think they hang within, uh, within a touchdown. BP, are you on Oregon and Bo Nix, or where are you at? I lean towards Oregon, not one of my favorite plays of the week, but uh, I'm just not sure that Utah's pass offense is up to snuff. I know it's been improved the last couple of weeks, but Oregon's a little bit better defensive uh, team than uh, even USC. So lean Oregon, but you're right, right cycle is really tough to play. I will say this. I've been doing this show six years. This is the most eclectic uh, ranging uh, of music choices I've ever heard. 
<laughs> the hoaxer, man. You can only hope to contain him. All right, UNLV and Fresno State. We know Barry Odom and the Rebs are bowl eligible, but Fresno's coming off the bye. I talked with Paul Leffler, the voice of Fresno State, last night on the show. He said Mikey Keene was practicing. Uh, he didn't play last week. He thinks they go. They uh, the two quarterbacks will play Logan Fife and Mikey Keene. Uh, we know Tedford's a heck of a coach as well. Uh, Fresno State minus eight and a half, fifty-eight. I want the Rebs to win, but I'm not touching them. I would probably only look Fresno, but I respect UNLV, so I'm just going to stay away. Yeah, I'm going to take Fresno here. I, you know, I, I do think Keen plays. Uh, like, like you mentioned, he's been taking fifty percent of the reps, even practiced last week during the bye. So uh, Fresno for me off the bye, UNLV off the big bowl clinching win last week that went down to the wire. And then the week prior, playing your arch rival, I just I mean, you get an A plus effort from UNLV because I think that's what it's going to take to win, um, and, and maybe an A minus effort to cover. So I don't know if they have that in them here. Yeah, one of the best games of the day will actually be a late night game down in Tucson in the desert. Jed Fish, we talked about Arizona playing great ball. Oregon State, though, the most complete team at Arizona will play because they're diversified. They can throw the ball with DJ and they can run the ball real well. Uh, with Martinez and Fenwick, 56.5 is your total. Uh, Oregon State minus three on the road. It's going to be a heck of a game. I Boy, I like this kid Fafita, and uh, Dolores still listens to his question, but I think Fafita's got the job now. Uh, I'm going to stay away from this one, but I think it could be a good spot for Oregon State. It's cheap, uh, but Arizona's impressing me right now. Yeah, I think it's too cheap. I'm laying the three now. Uh I just, I think, like you mentioned, they're a complete team. They're balanced. Uh, I, they're not going to overlook Arizona, considering what Arizona's done the last two, three weeks. I like that Oregon State's off a bye. Give me the Beavers. Georgia 14.5 over Florida 49, your total. No Bowers. Uh, Edwards could have a big game on the ground. We'll see. Uh, McConkey and Lovett, they'll have to step it up there, receiving-wise. It's a lot of points in this in this type of game. I'm not saying uh, Napier's got the squad to win this game, but 14-and-a-half, I'm going to take a shot on the Gators. There you go. I lean that way, too. I, I need to see what Georgia's offense looks like without Bowers because, I mean, right. that's that rare tight end that's worth a point, point and a half of the point spread. Uh, we'll see. Uh, n- not a high-value pick, though. I might sound like I love the Gators. There you go. Meanwhile, Wisconsin, of course, uh, with backup quarterback Braden Locke, and he pulled that one out in Champagne. so he's got to have some confidence going there. But uh, Buckeyes come in. This is uh, – I've gone to an Ohio State-Wisconsin uh, game there at Camp Randall, so uh, I don't know if they'll be jumping around at the end of the third quarter. Uh, Ohio State's minus 14-and-a-half, 45-and-a-half. I can't touch this game because that Wisconsin offense is just hard for me to watch. So, uh, you know, Camp Randall, maybe they can muck it up and then keep it low scoring. So I think it's correlated. If you think Wisconsin's going to cover the 14-and-a-half, I think the game stays under. I would certainly agree with that sentiment there. Uh did I do that and touch the game? I didn't touch it. Uh, Bot says Wisconsin. I test is Ohio State and maybe even Ohio State big. I just don't see a pathway to success for Wisconsin's offense here. So uh, if I had to play that, I'd actually lay it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. Like I said, I can't argue with that. It's just, uh, yeah, this, I'm just, you know, thinking maybe Fickle might be able to pull something out or find something and uh, maybe shorten the game somehow, control the ball, get a couple. Uh, drives at, uh, you know, maybe exchange punts for a while if Ohio State gets off to a slow start. Let's jump to the NFL real quick. Still 24-10, 
Buffalo at home, 855 to go fourth quarter over Tampa Bay. Saints and Colts, Saints minus 143.5. Colts got jobbed in that game against Cleveland. Look, Minshew, Minshew turned it over a bunch. I'm not going to touch this one. Uh, where are you on this game? Because I don't know where the Colts' heads are at. Yeah, I'm going to lean with the Colts, though. Uh, I know Saints got a little bit extra time coming off the Thursday night loss at home to Jacksonville, but uh, I'll lean with the Colts plus one. I'm, I, something's wrong with this Saints team. They're just not putting it together. Yeah, Jayville is minus two and a half, minus one twenty. So I think it could go to three forty-one. The total, if it goes to three, I'll be on Pittsburgh. Uh, just uh, you give me T.J. Watt, and I think he'll get after Sunshine, who's still not a hundred percent. Look, I I think Jacksonville is good, but I think it's it's going to catch up to him. A couple games in London, the travel, they found a way to win last yeah, week. I probably yeah, I'll probably take Pittsburgh. Yeah, I don't like Pittsburgh. I don't know how they came from behind and beat the Rams last week. My goodness. Uh, with that being said, good teaser option with a low total. Low total is 41. Let's tease Pittsburgh update and a half. There you go. Texans and Panthers. Uh, does Carolina get that first win? Battle of uh, C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. Uh, Texans minus 343 and a half. I, Houston's the right side here. I think it actually might close at three and a half. I just can't lay that with a team like Houston on the road. Eagles up to seven now, 43-and-a-half. I'll take the Commanders with seven because they play the Eagles real tough. Agree. Washington. I like the Cowboys a lot. Uh, they, like you said, the Rams had no business losing. I do like Cup and Nakua. I think it's a great combination, but Cowboys off the bye. I'll take Dallas at home. Rams for me plus six-and-a-half. Not a big All bet. Right. Well, it's six right here, but I'll give you the six and a half because that's what it is at Circa. I won't use the. Uh, I'll give you the. I'll give you the Rams in six. No, no, no. I said not a big bet. A lean. A lean. All right. Uh, gosh, you're leaning. All right. Uh, Dolphins. One or so. <laughs> Dolphins minus nine forty-seven against the Patriots in Miami. Yeah, I have no interest. Jets and Giants met life. They both play there. Jets will be in the visiting locker rooms. They're minus three, even money thirty-six and a half. I'll take the G men. All right, I'll take the Jets. Uh, I go. do think a two. There'll be some two and a halfs uh, before the game. So if you want to take the Giants, you better take the three right now. There you go. I, I took it from you right now. Uh, Falcons right. and Titans. Falcons minus two and a half, minus one twenty. I'm not sold on Des Ritter. Uh, Titans going to go with both of the backup quarterbacks. <laughs> uh, I think I think Levis going to have a big game, a debut, and I'll take the Titans. Give me the two and a half. Let's go ahead and tease Tennessee up to eight and a half, just for some protection there with a low total of 35 and a half. There you go. How about the Vikings minus one at the pack, 42 Green Bay off the bye? Oh, no, they're not off a bye. Yeah, are they? No, they're off the, no, the, they the, the, the Denver the loss, the Denver loss, right? Yeah. Yeah, I like Green Bay here. Uh, just, you know, Minnesota off the big win against the 49ers, short week. Uh, Green Bay for me. But, again, you can get them in a teaser at seven and a half. All right, we only got a minute, so we'll just uh, pick sides. Vikings, I'm sorry, uh, Browns catching three and a half at Seattle. I'll take Seattle. Seattle, but it's expensive. Chiefs minus seven at Denver, 47. Uh, Not going to touch it. Yep, 49ers minus four at home against the Bengals. Don't know if Purdy goes, but uh, Bengals off the bye, I'll stay away. Uh, Even if Darnold goes, I like the 49ers. Ravens at Cardinals. Ravens minus nine and a half, forty-five. My goodness, they looked as good as they've looked in a while last week. Uh, Cardinals play with heart, but I'll stay away from this one. Yeah, pass for me. Uh, I like the, my favorite teasers: Chargers minus two and a half, and the Lions minus two. Uh, Sunday night, Monday night football. I think the Chargers probably yeah. cover the eight and a half, uh, but I'll just do the teaser. 
And uh, even though Jimmy G may go now for the Raiders, I still like the Lions. Where are you, BP? Love that. Both of them are a place uh, on teasers for me. Great stuff, BP. At Brad Power 7, Brad Power Sports. Get his plays, folks. Don't be a dummy. Guy's still the best in college football. Till tomorrow, you know the rules. No drinking and driving. No texting and driving. Most of all, God bless our troops. God bless you. Live from Vegas Sports X Radio, 101.5 FM K-Dawn. Tomorrow night, Friday, football fiasco. Chris Wynn, Mark Oak, they'll get you through. Talk to you next Monday. God bless. Good night, everybody.